So I'm the guy looks like I uh, got washed out of boot camp of Top Gun because he went straight hippy dippy. And welcome to the show, everybody. That was Lonely Heights. And this is Provo Kid. And I got a few things I felt like talking about today. I'm not sure exactly what. Um, just want to say they are spraying rabies from the sky. It sounds like a crazy thing that our government would do. And it's exactly right. Just imagine this. We're spraying pellets pellets of rabies in the sky we're just dropping them all over now it's interesting when you talk about this because uh recently we found out polio is in the sewer water right so in um new york and like oh my god how to get there and i asked this question at the very beginning when they first reported the news and then then everybody figured out like oh yeah that doesn't make sense because it doesn't pop out of nowhere so apparently polio came from uh in the sewer water likely from a vaccinated person who just recently received polio because uh, how else would it get there um so what i'm saying is now that they just shit rabies from the sky okay and fish flavored pellets now ask yourself who's gonna eat that are the are the bear like what does that do to the water what does rabies do to the soil do to the trees and you're saying bravo kid they're pellets. well what if what are these idiots uh fucking rain these pellets and it rains the next day and it just gets all sucked into the soil and into the water and the fish the fish are like breathing in these rabies viruses there's just so many things when you think about it raining rabies from the skies just makes zero absolute sense now think about this you're on you're on a camping trip and your autistic child loves fish and he he thinks He's going to have some fun and he runs into the forest and comes back and his face is plastered with some like um, pill like uh, uh, substance. And it's it's got like uh, maybe what color is a fish? It's got like an orange hue to it. OK, like a salmon type. And it's just plastered all over this little autistic bastard's face. And he's loving. He said, Mama, Mama, there's candy, fish candy all in the forest. Now, how many? doses did this autistic now this is all hypothetical and made up but i'm just speaking from the idea of like why does our government think it's okay or even safe to rain rabies pellets from the sky when they know autism is one in 40 almost and people go camping so autism is going through the roof and they just think they're going to spray rabies pellets all over their country and i don't agree with this and it takes me to my next point that our government is okay. So if you don't know about cloud seeding now, it, it's in the. I feel like a fucking prophet. <laughs> Stupid, uh, and I don't. I hate even saying this, but I've been talking about cloud seeding and the fact that they've been really uh, ramping it up lately. And even the news cycle has changed. Where in the past month or two, they've been introducing, and this is probably old news for some. Uh, for those real old old wigs out there, uh, anti-hail system rockets. So these rockets, because they don't want everybody to know we're flying planes in the sky and spraying chemicals. So they develop these rockets. They shoot from the ground and they explode their fucking asses right in the sky and spread chemicals all over. So I'm just saying like our, 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 there's this weird thing going on where like we think they're stopping at silver iodide and the next news article is spraying rabies from the sky and fish flavored pellets so uh, it's quite shocking it's quite unnerving that this is just the thing they're telling us and when you do talk talk about chemtrails god forbid you bring up the fact that they're doing rabies trails in the sky and your autistic kid if they like fish and chips tell them not to pick up anything that's a fish flavored pellet in the 
pellet in the forest right now. That's not a good idea. I'm talking too fast because I'm excited. I'm excited about not much, but it is interesting. The trees are still dying all throughout Provo. They're dying all throughout the world. So if you've kept up to issue on this point with me, let me break it down in a succinct and a basic as, as possibly as basic as I can. There's this disease. Okay. Now imagine a disease like autism, right? Nobody knows how you get it. <laughs> we have a few ideas. We have a few things that might lead a person to believe why you might have some autistic traits. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing with this disease that's killing these trees. It's called dieback. And now, so you know what you call someone autistic? That's how they're using the word climate change. So they're just saying climate change did this. And what do you mean? The climate change that's Elon Musk and makes you a lot of money? Or the climate change that... Uh, <laughs> doesn't make you a lot of money and you have like uh, lead in your water or some shit like that. Um, my point is quite simply um, that this, oh, fuck, I lost my whole fucking point. My Here's, my, here's what I'm saying. They're, they're coming out in the open. They're being honest about cloud seeding. They're being honest about spraying the sky with rabies and dropping all t- kinds of shit from uh, the sky. So, Welcome to the show, everybody. Um, I was talking about dieback, and is that one of the reasons why these trees are dying? Because we're spraying shit from the sky? Who knows? It could be climate change. It could be a bunch of things. It could be uh, these actual fungi and diseases that are impacting our plants. And I heard this crazy thing that some of these tree funguses, it could be wood, wood boring beetles or whatever these other fucking, there's so many things killing these fucking trees. And I feel like, you know what, this podcast is absolutely uh, at its wit's end, just acknowledging the fact that at this point I'm just talking to myself, so I might as well talk about exactly what I'm interested in. And nothing is bothering me more than driving around the state of Utah, driving around wherever I am, and just seeing trees dying. They die from the top down, typically. They're dying in all types of ways. So you look at a tree, and it's August, or it was July, and the motherfucker will look charred around the whole end of it and so that's a symptom of uh what's called dieback where leaves start to look burned or crisped at the end of the tree and like things die from the outside uh from the outside and they go inward so the roots die on the outside go inward the leaves die on the outside they go inward so and you look at these trees and you're like holy fuck dude Every single significant tree in Provo, Utah right now is about to get cut the fuck down in the next couple of years. And it's uh, it's astonishing when you think about how old the city of Provo is in some sense, right before us, well, before the white people got here. How old was it really? You know what I mean? And um, it's, it's astonishing when you think about the Native Americans, the Timpanogos people, and you even wonder, like, a lot of these trees we planted, do they belong here? Right. And some people talk about, it's a drought, it's a drought. Motherfucker, we live in a goddamn desert. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why we think that uh, some things need to just be 72 degrees everywhere a human lives. Like, what I'm really drawing towards it, like, maybe we are fucking up the planet trying to make Utah something it's not. In other words, like, you know in Dubai, big sand desert, they're, they're making it rain. Like, we... And they're wondering why, like, oh, the weather patterns are changing across the world. Motherfucker, 
We've been spraying chemicals in the air, changing weather patterns. So you, hey, how about this? If I take a glass of water out of the sky in Utah, do you think as that cloud pattern moves, it's going to not impact anything else? And so I guess what I'm saying in short is they're blaming a lot of things on climate change while simultaneously saying we're going to fix it with the thing we've been doing for years. So uh, it's it's quite obviously climate control. And um, I'm sick of the term. I'm sick of a lot of terms. So I don't like the term climate change. I'm sick of people telling me how to talk about things like you like think about the term anti-vaccine. Oh, don't give me that label. You're retarded. Okay. And if you're going to call me anti-vaccine, I'm going to call you retarded because we're just going to start calling people things that don't make sense. Right. Just we're just going to start saying things. Oh, you're racist. I'm racist. Oh, no way. I'm racist. You got nothing between your two ears besides a fucking ball of gas. And in other words, you're brain dead. You're a balloon. You're an airhead. And I don't quite understand this thing people do where it's like we are going to solve a problem. And I named the problem. The problem's climate change. But I'm also going to control the problem through climate control weather modification called geoengineering. So I get lost in this rabbit hole of these things where people kind of create a word paradigm and they make you attach your life and yourself to it. So even think about this, right? So all of my LGBTQ plus people, I don't know how many of you even listen to this. Now, you came into this world and people told you where you fit in. And then you like, and then in some sense they're like, well, you don't, maybe you just need to label your own things, create your own pronouns, right? So, but at the end of the day, whatever anybody comes into this world as or whatever it is, my whole point is the system's generated a pigeonhole to put you in. Right, so like, oh, you, I know who you are. Come here, we got a whole month for you. Here's these clothes. You only wear rainbow. I don't know what the fuck you thought. Plaid, get the fuck out of here. Rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. Um, here's how you talk. Here's how you walk. Here's how you think. Thank God you found out who you were because I almost thought I had to tell you. I almost thought I had to create a whole propaganda system just so you know what gay is or transgender is. Like people forget, right? That a true individual isn't really trans. They're just an individual. They're not trying to be anything else besides themselves. And the moment you find yourself trying to be something outside of yourself, just understand the whole propaganda system we have in America and its intentional design to make you try to be something other than yourself. Hey, welcome to Subway. You are a sandwich artist. No motherfucker, no one. I'm not a sandwich artist. Take out the word sandwich and even give me artists, I still barely cling on to that word, right? And I cling on to it as uh, as a last-ditch attempt to uh, hold on to labeled attachments, which I feel we're all compelled to do at some level just to make it through society because if you completely devoid yourself of attachments, you go insane, naturally. <laughs> like if you really try to like drop all your attachments – Man, it is one of the hardest things to do. You actually feel like you're going nuts. And I, and I mean it. And so not attachments you give yourself, but things other people give you. And it's weird. I don't even know how I'm getting into the topic of attachments already. What a fucking subject, dude. And here's the other thing I want to talk about. School loans and these anarchists. And anybody, dude, I'm, I love Dave Smith. And I'm losing a lot of respect for... No, nah, I actually didn't lose any respect for him. I still love him. I've gained more respect for him because he uh, apparently doesn't understand something. And it feels uh, somewhat relieving. And this is why it's good everybody doesn't think the same thing. 
uh, because Dave Smith is against student loan forgiveness. Man, this guy is a hero of mine. He's a fellow anarchist. He's a libertarian. He's someone who gets looking at issues on a multi-layered facet. Now, so Dave Smith came out, made a video about student loans. Okay, he doesn't understand there is no issue, right? Like, so what's the state? The state is intended to support the people now. When our state is supporting Israel, uh, gender studies in Afghanistan and Iraq, and um, a war in Ukraine and Russia, and you're making a comment on how we shouldn't be relieving some type of burden from our fellow plebeians, right, in a time of an economic recession, I think you're kind of off the queue. when in reality, why are we sending money for, to Israel to kill people, like in a weird kind of proxy war, or even uh, Ukraine and Russia, like that deserves a... That deserves a whole clip. Why are we talking about millions of dollars in uh, gender studies in Iraq and Afghanistan? Like the misuse of money is so far and wide in our country that the fact that we're upset to a small amount, to a small amount uh, that it got used to relieve some economic uh, debt between uh, a large population of civilians who were compulsorily sent to school from the time they were six to 18 years old, compulsed, like they, they were forced these people were forced to go to school, Dave Smith. I know you like freedom. I know all my anarchists love freedom. School's compulsory. Oh, well, you can homeschool. Uh, you mean check in with the state to make sure your kid's still alive and doing the homework? Yeah, sort of. Oh, you can send your kid to a private school, charter school? Yeah, sort of. At the end of the day, school's compulsory, right? And they call it a right or freedom. Now, that is one of the biggest uh, tricks ever placed on our population. Here's a right. Now, give me your kid. Yank. I know you're, no, no, no. I know you're, you want to do this, but just give me your kid. They're six years old. I'm taking them. And then at 18, you can have them back. So our system did this. Now we condition kids from the time they're six years old. Johnny, why are you taking this test? So I can get into college, Mrs. Green. Third grade. Johnny, why are you taking this test? So I can, get, you get the point. Kid graduates high school, gets into college, goes to debt. And we somehow look at these individuals like they're conscious, rational beings. Now, I would love to think that. Uh, but I have a lot of sympathy and compassion in my heart for every fucking American who is compulsory, compulsory, I can't even fucking talk. How about this word? Forced. It's a lot easier to say. Who's forced to go to school by the state, forced to endure the propaganda system, forced by a counselor in their high school system to apply to several different colleges, learn how to apply to a loan system, was never really properly taught on any of it. They probably went to one or two classes where they had to sit there on their phone in the back and learn about loans and the consequences. They really weren't paying attention. And at the end of the day, I'm talking about loans and so is Dave Smith. And we're arguing whether our fellow citizens should, relieve, should receive some economic uh, relief in a recession. Rather than saying, why are we pissing them like 40 plus billion dollars away in Ukraine to kill people? Like that's, we should never even get to the point of arguing or discussing whether uh, our citizens should be receiving some sort of relief. The fact is... We're pissing money away to kill people, and Dave Smith is taking a ground in an economic. So there's Dave Smith doesn't know this. Maybe he does. There's uh, the military industrial complex. There's the pharmaceutical industrial corporations, and then there's big education. So big education is one of the most tyrannical uh, and. Uh, I would say oligarchical forces in our entire country. And they've actually partnered themselves with big pharma. So if you don't know this, the only way, not the only way you can exe receive exemptions, but you go into big ed, you need big pharma's. <laughs>
<laughs> you need big pharma's medicational list, which they are exempted from. And I've talked about this several times in my podcast. There are only two corporations or entities in our government that are liable for the products they create. It is the educational system and the pharmaceutical company as it relates to vaccines. So here we are. We have Dave Smith, an anarchist, getting on his knees and defending big education. And it's funny where you like, I'm not some big wig, big wig anarchist, and I understand these things like better than other people. But I'm still confused why a man who sits on that on that stool or that pedestal he does and has the boombox he does is like going to bat for big ed. Now, fuck the educational system. I had a father who had a Ph.D. and he worked off the Ph.D. Um, in his off time. <laughs> Could you think about that today? Paying off a PhD working at a, a pizza place? Now I have really fucking old parents and it's nice to hear their stories about paying off their education. They keep things in reality for me. And if you're, if you're, here's another uh, quick clarifier. I don't have any college debt. So if you're wondering like chance, you're, you're just defending these people because you went into debt for college. Actually, I never went into debt for college. I'm arguing this position solely off of my perspective of the issue. And I have a dog in the fight, uh, and it feels really nice. So anyways, uh, I had to clarify that too, but this is something I've been thinking about and why I don't know why people are mad any other citizen is receiving some some sort of economic relief while our country spends millions and billions of dollars in other places and like we just let it happen we just let it happen and i hope our citizens receive more relief i i'm you know what i'm not a communist but i think americans need more money i think we need to get more money to homeless people i think we need more money to uh social like the amount of money we piss away for other countries like in all reality like we could be doing work systems like repaving roads uh I mean, I know we're planting trees, but there's so many other things our country could be doing in a compassionate and a loving way besides like sending missiles to kill people in Russia and making the citizens debate whether a, st- whether a student who is brainwashed from the time they were 6 to 18 years old should receive some sort of uh, debt relief. It's fucking stupid, dude. And it really does bother me that people like they, they, are, they are pro-killing but not pro-debt relief. Like what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, cool, yeah, kill people, but don't help this citizen with school debt relief. I, I don't get that. There's a huge disconnect, especially when someone stands on the, the platform of anarchy or even libertarianism. And I like Dave Smith a lot, and I, honestly, I agree with him. And it sounds, I hope, no, I like him. I have nothing against him. I just think he missed the mark on this, and I'm sure maybe he'll come around. And I have a lot to learn, perhaps, on this issue of student debt relief and a lot of other things. But as far as I see it, the way the Congress divides the bank or the purse of America, the fact that we're debating that Americans got some of that purse, like, what are we doing? We should be arguing for more money. Americans need more money. Uh, And I'm insane. So don't listen to me. I mean, don't listen to me, guys. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a politician. I'm not, I'm not anything. I'm retired or retarded. One of the two words, right? So, um, and if you didn't listen to my last episode, I talked about autism and I think I'm kind of moving past that with the whole Elon Musk thing until they bring him back up again. I'm thinking about what else I wanted to talk about. Uh, so people talked about this. They brought up the 5G towers and they said, Provo kid, Provo kid. Do you think the 5G towers are in play with the dead trees in Provo? Um, there is one 
and it's interesting you anybody brings this up so there is one 5g tower in a prominent position so if anybody wants to pull up google maps you're more than welcome to do this uh so go to uh it's it used to be provo high school it's on uh cougar boulevard and i forget center street or something so it's the old Provo High School, and they have a football field with a huge 5G tower. Now, this foot, this 5G tower is next to four maples. Um, and everything I've seen, that uh, as far as dieback and all this tree disease is related, uh, pines have been really resilient. I've still seen a few dead pines, and I don't know why. Uh, why They could be for multiple reasons, anytime you see a dead pine or any dead tree. But dieback's really easy and clear to see on a, a leaf tree. So anyway, so you have four maples next to this 5G tower, and all four of the maples are dying. <laughs> Grass is fine. They actually, uh, I don't know if the, so the old Provo High School was bought by Brigham Young University, so it's now BYU property, a church property. And um, yeah, so all the, all the leaf trees next to this 5G tower are going to be cut down eventually. And you could say, well, it's the dieback calling causing those trees to die next to the 5g tower maybe it's the dieback but it's just odd to me that yes all and you can pull this up on google maps all three of those maples are going to die they're right next to the 5g tower and there's other maples close to it as well and every maple on this little football field uh does have some symptom of, of dieback or dying so and every tree in utah almost i'm like what the fuck's going on so sycamores have it but uh, to the po to the person's point, yes, there is some indication, and um, I, I thought like I'll pull it up on Google Maps. But I'm gonna drive by, take photos tomorrow. They're they're cutting down all the trees pretty fast right now, so I'm gonna try to take some photos of the 5G tower and these dying maples right next to it. But they did plant uh, two new pines next to it, and they trimmed the dead branches. But the dieback on the tree is so significant because it's like a disease, right? So when they're uh, bringing arborists to cut these trees down, they're just trimming the dead branches. But in reality, the tree is just going to keep dying. So uh, like they just need to take the whole thing out. But it takes several years for these trees to die. It took them 80 years to get that big. So they don't. some of them don't die right away. So the 5G towers, do that? Do I think they're contributing? I have no fucking clue. All these trees are dying everywhere. Uh, there's lots of reasons for it. Uh, thought I'd bring that up and cover that base real quick. Halfway through the show, everybody, thank you for being here. I mean, what a wild ride. Is there anything else going on in Provo specifically that I thought is of interest? Um, certainly, let me just say this. Uh, once school's back in session... And I think this is the first time in two, two or three years where collectively America had to restart. And it's a weird thing to say, but and I really mean this, where uh, everybody did go back to school in some normal fashion. Everybody is back in the building to some extent. I think they really cut away distance learning as far as the younger, younger grades are concerned. And the reason I say that is just you, you see more traffic. Uh, and high school kids are like, so for example, um, not that I'm big into going to fast food places, but I, I got my oil changed the other day. Thank God. And I'm going through, I'm just walking cause I get my oil changed and I go for a walk and I go through uh, a Chick-fil-A fast food place, man, these motherfuckers, how many chickens are these fucking people killing it there? I'm like, it doesn't make sense. And I've, I've been, uh, in this parking lot in the past 
four or five months for the past two years and it hasn't been as busy as it was this day. I'm like, what the fuck changed? And I start looking at all the people in the drive through I'm like, oh, you're a kid, you're a kid, you're a kid. And I'm fucking old walking in a parking lot looking like a psycho. And I realize everything's fine. My car's getting its oil changed. I'm walking in to uh, Savers, which is a thrift store. It's not a big deal. Um, but it was shocking to me to, to realize like, oh, things are coming back. Things are kind of returning to normal. But when you understand that they're, they're, I believe like the freedom of driving is going to be taken away. It's like having a, a cell phone. So everybody who's going to grow up with it now will understand the freedom of like paying for gas or driving around. But soon, soon it'll just be a, a privilege thing uh, where some people drive. It'll be weird. And then some people will just have cars in the future and those cars will be electric and the government can turn them on or off. And it'll it'll be real simple. Just like all of a sudden, everybody now, when I talk to their whole life, their parents have always had a cell phone and they've always had a cell phone or some type of phone, right? So it just became normal. And that's what I'm saying is going to happen with the car situation. And they're already privileging people out of driving. And they, so they did a real lockdown and then they're locking down people just financially. So, and they're like, Hey guys, gas prices are finally going down. Yeah. Everybody's in school. You dumb fuck. No shit. Gas prices are quote unquote going down. Every who's going on a vacation right now. Nobody like they forced everybody back into school. They forced everybody back into a building and the craziest thing, right? Nobody's upset. Everybody's just kind of relieved almost like, Thank God, right? Like I can drop my kids off at their school prison. I can go back to my wage slave life. And like everything is kind of back to normal in America, except for the fact that pretty soon, uh, my own personal prediction that there's going to be a giant uh, upheaval. Uh, And it just seems to me to make sense because you look at uh, why would you look at some things they did like a pre-war draft in World War Two and they do other, these other things in history where right before a war, there's these little movements or mechanisms that take place in a country. And so the my, my long story short, I'm saying you're seeing some of those things take place now. And I don't know when this and we're like the war is already happening. Uh, but like, when are they going to invite us to it? Um, or when are we going to be invited to the war, so to speak, where, because uh, it's going to come down to a resource thing, right? So if everybody in America needs an electric car so they can take away that right, like they got to fucking do a lot of mining. They got to establish social order, social control. They got to get the right price for all, the, all of these things. So I really do think that coming up, because in order to control a population, right, you have to have so many fucking computer chips. You have to have tons of computer chips. Um, and I think that's why there's a big push for, uh, like maintaining global dominance in social resources or not social economic resources. And I, I like lithium. I'm thinking all these things that make batteries and that's where the world's headed. That's what I think. Can't wait to see it, uh, honestly play out. I'm 2023. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. But understand this, like as soon as trees start dying, um, which is what's happening, right? So once all the trees start dying and the resources start dying, countries are going to have to do like, why are you being told you're going to eat bugs? Because the fruit trees are going to die. Like they're not going to, the soil is going to become uninhabitable. Like something's happening 
I don't know quite what direction it's going to go in. Um, but I do believe like it's, it's starting with the shade trees. Like people don't care if a, if a sycamore goes away, we have air conditioning, but that sycamore used to provide like some sort of uh, shade or relief to people. But, um, now once things matriculate, I think that's the word people will realize why there's going to be a competitive edge, uh, not competitive edge, a competitive drive to acquire all these resources uh, in the world. That's why uh, there's a need to maintain dominance over areas or lands or economic or social pressure because if there's only a few sustainable places in the world where things are even uh, capable of growing agriculture, like how valuable does that land really become? Uh, how many grain baskets are there? How many bread baskets? How many fruit baskets? And and so as, as these things deteriorate, right? That's why um, people say uh, the world isn't overpopulated, right? Um, but it's all relative to resources. So when I think people say Elon Musk says the, he's talking about smart people, right? And this is one thing I don't like about the elites. In some senses, there's this real big discrepancy from for them and admitting like that there are some people who are genetically different from others and we're trying to equalize everything but it's like everything's capable of being seen on a sporting field that's why people like it uh, but intellectually it's kind of hard to uh, understand that people are also born intellectually different and some people have a far higher capability and output and so these people are psychopaths and are running the fucking world and so when Elon Musk says the world's not overpopulated, he's talking about, he's saying these, he's saying people with high IQs aren't having enough people. In his mind, I think Elon Musk and the elites actually believe that um, there's too many people or chattel or like lower end people. And like, who is that? That's me. That's everybody. That's anybody who's not a part of the elite. Um, and I think what Elon Musk is saying is a signal to the elites. I think the world is overpopulated. Because like I was saying, there is going to be a resource battle. Because when the trees start dying, when the fruit starts getting produced, it's like uh, it really is going to be, a, I think, a different world. Because you look at the trees right now, that's the easiest. It's like a fucking thermostat. Dude. Imagine when they're all gone. And you plant another one and it doesn't live. You plant another one and it doesn't live. Well, you're, you're, you're fucked, dude. Um, everybody might be fucked when the trees don't help us anymore. And I feel insane because that's the only thing I'm seeing every day. It's like uh, when you get a new car, all you see is that car, right? All I'm seeing right now is like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I used to think it was just sycamores. Um, and you look at the grass. Like I look for these symptoms. Like what is it? Like is it one thing or another? And like sometimes it's – I have no fucking clue why all these trees are dying. And Utah, there's here's one thought people might say is like, well, when you have snow – what you do is you salt the ground in Utah. So is this salt um, ble uh, bleaching off or not bleaching, but leading off from the sidewalk and killing all these trees? But then there's other trees I've seen that are completely away from a sidewalk or just like th that's the same thing. These like and I, you know, they have another word for it. There's this virus I got told these trees might have. And um, I don't know, man. So I'm just saying there's going to be this real competitive cutthroat edge in the future. And. I that's that's my thought. I think Elon Musk is a complete psycho and he does think the world's overpopulated. He is totally cool with the culling. 
um, and most elites are, what they really don't want is the smart people to die off because then who would take over, right? Just the common people. That's the greatest fear these fucking people have. And I really, like, Elon Musk as a person, like, people idolize him, but, you know, to me, he's somebody from a die. He's like Aleister Crowley. You know what I mean? The guy comes from a family, like, he's a trust fund kid. Like, some of these people, like, you, you know, you go to... My dog's a bit restless. Hey, go lay down, please. You're disturbing the podcast. There's a flow going. Jesus Christ. Thank you. I just, you know, respect for Elon Musk is at a minimum. I don't really respect the guy. And the fact that he has this weird complex, He like with um, Epstein as far as like nine kids and like what's the story behind the nine kids? The only other person I heard that is in a, a what was the HBO NFL season and Antonio Cromartio had like 13 kids. And he was just naming them all off. And I was like, what the fuck? I never laughed so hard when I heard Antonio Cromartie name off all 13 of his kids on NFL, whatever that show was on HBO. I felt so good when I was laughing. It was funny, dude, because like this dude puts it down and like he's just living his life. But when you hear Elon Musk say he has nine kids, you're like, what? You're autistic. You're the only autistic person I know. Who has not even one or two kids, but nine? And then I, I know a lot of people are like, dude, you've never been in the trailer park. There's lots of autistic people with way too many kids. I understand that as well. But this is different though. Like he's IVF and he's doing some Jeffrey Epstein. Like my DNA is better. Reproduction cycle type stuff. We're like, yo, Grimes, thank you. I'm done. Next uh, vessel for my... Uh, <laughs> My next child, I will. And here's the other thing that I think is going on with these uh, celebrities is I think there is going to be a state where when you want to, I don't know who they are, what they need, but like, what if you want to put a chip in somebody's brain? It's like, well, it was my 16 year old kid. He wanted to do it. So I put a chip in his brain. You're like, fuck Elon. You can't just put a chip in your kid's brain, but can you? Can you put a chip in your, I don't know, man. So, like, you got nine kids. I mean, imagine building a stock, a chattel. Like, just how do these elites think about people, dude? Expendable, expendable. And, like, that's why I'm anti-government, anti-corporation. Because at the end of the day, dude, you were, like, they'll fire your ass. They'll cut your ass. They'll send your ass up on a hill to die. Nobody really gives a fuck about you. The entire system is designed to make you attach yourself to it in some way. Like, they're preying off this tribal like i gotta serve part of our brain which is like really important but uh <laughs> full service starts with self-service you know what i mean you gotta fill up your own gas tank before you start driving around helping the world you know what i mean homie jesus christ but jet i mean jeffrey epstein elon musk like what's going on how many of these people really i want a full childless for most people in the government like i think it should be mandatory celebrities like everybody should know how many kids approximately everybody that sounds a bit crazy too by the way like i mean i don't know yeah because in utah i'm used to people having nine eight ten fourteen siblings it's not unusual it's just religious but when you don't have a religion and you got nine kids i start asking questions like are you your own cult elon musk what the fuck's going on here uh, I think Elon Musk is a great guy. I went hard on Elon Musk and fucking Dave Smith. I like them both. Um, maybe I went too far. 
I don't think Elon Musk will put a chip in his kid's brain. I don't think he's going to use them for experiments. I think Elon Musk is probably not in any ways connected to Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I take all of that back. <laughs> but it is weird. He is one of the weirdest dudes in history where people are like, he's self-made. Oh, really? Give, give my dad a diamond, an emerald mine, and then tell me I'm self-made. You know what I'm saying? My grandpa was a coal miner, made a dollar a day. That's humbling for me. Like, at least I know. Like, if my dad was a coal miner, if I owned the coal mine, I'd have all these weird thoughts about, like, should I shut it down? Or are these, like, is this money good money or dirty money? My dad took advantage of people like my grandpa and paid him a dollar a day while exploiting the whole environment. And, like, it's a complex issue. But I'm not Elon Musk and my dad didn't own an emerald mine. And it's a different story. You know what I mean? Like, same thing with Bill Gates. He just pulled himself out of his bootstraps or whatever and he was in a... It was in a garage after he dropped out of Harvard, like went to a private school. The dude's family was totally loaded. Like these stories write themselves. The strips are like, you know, they, these people have kids and are like, John, this system's about like, you're about to die. Who are you going to hand it off to? It's all these movies where like, you know, the Kings and Queens and like, it's about, you know, who's going to be, here's a good example. The game of dragons, you know, that show of the, uh, like, Oh, who's going to be the King. That shit's playing off right fucking now, right? And they're all saying, like, I know a good kid. Elon Musk's son, his dad owns an emerald mine. We'll align our resources there. Like, I feel like these fucking psychos write these stories for themselves because they really are just appointing. The nepotism is so high. The, the self-selection is so high that a lot of people on the outside don't quite get it. A good example is the Supreme Court. And just look at all the people in the Supreme Court, uh, the, the federal, uh, the United States, of course. And, like, look at what uh, law schools they went to. And then you just add them up. You just do the diagram. Like, where did these people go to school? And you realize that, oh, if you get a law degree from the University of Utah, you are never going to be to be a Supreme Court justice for uh, the United States of America. And it's weird, right? Uh, you just, you're just not a, about that. You don't get included. Um it's kind of shocking, really, to be on the outside of everything. And that's how I think things work. Um, ultimately, is it's all inner selection. And everybody on the outside is trying to climb a ladder. And you can get into certain rooms and buildings with the elite. At the end, end of the day, it doesn't matter. They look at everybody and like, hey, the world's going to end. All the trees are dying. There's less fish in the ocean. Uh, the cattle aren't doing as well. Apparently they're just dying in mass. Who knows why? Uh, <laughs> food processing plants have become combustible. You ever believe in like, so, uh, uh, what's it called? Spontaneous combustion, right? And you're hearing about that all across America with these food plants. So I think the writings on the wall, the de it just depends how you read it. Right. And so you can be doom and gloom and I don't, I don't think it's doom and gloom. I just think uh, that definitely something else is occurring. There's a shift. There's a phase. And it's hard to say because what else is after the pandemic? Because no one saw that coming. So I'm trying to sit here now, quarterback pocket, think they're going for a bigger play. These sons of bitches. The pandemic was nothing. I think that was a low-level 
Because at the beginning of it, honestly, for most people, you should have saw right through it. And now, whatever, the light's coming. There's something bigger going on. And it's a big war, I think. That's my prediction. Sounds easy. Some people say aliens. Uh, I don't think aliens. I think aliens are going to be not involved. I think it'll just be like... uh, Aliens might be involved in the end, right? But uh, we'll see. Who knows? Who who knows if aliens come into fruition? Uh, what else are we going to talk about here? Jesus Christ. 15 minutes left in the podcast. What a fucking podcast, dude. I think about it sometimes, and um, eventually I'd like the podcast to be a little bit more higher quality, uh, a little bit better produced, but... At the end of the day, I, I really, I really enjoy the fact that a lot of people don't listen. Maybe I'm glad uh, that I just get to say what I want to say, and I think it's one of the most important things to do as far as my creative aspect and my approach to this. And I'll say it is, I get, I get nervous when I decide I want to do a podcast. I get nervous about talking out loud. I don't know, four or five hours before I do it, because you you just decide, you know what, I'm going to talk out loud, and I really don't prepare, so I have a few thoughts sometimes uh, through a day, and I'm really lucky, when you think about that, um, what's a day worth? I'm shocked that at at the end of the day, dude, I... (laughs) I only have a, a couple good thoughts. And like, am I a thought deficit? You know what I mean? Do I not have enough good thoughts or valid thoughts or like what's going on? And I think a lot of it is thoughts are self-generated. So you can't really generate thoughts when you're attaching yourself to your phone, to the world, to the news. And um, I think sometimes when people like, you know, and there's so many ways people have thoughts and, there's a there's even people who have a hard time dis- distinguishing thoughts and emotions like I have feelings and I know how to distinguish those two things and that's a nice like that's a really cool thing to unlock as a human. I hate the brag. <laughs> but I know when I'm like, "Oh, this is a feeling and this is a thought. This is a feeling and this is a thought." And you you can really uh you have a lot more control and then it's fun when you try to manifest things and visualize things cuz then it turns into a recipe like I'm going to invoke a feeling I have compared with, uh, not compared, but conjoined with a thought I'm thinking. And it's, it's a different, life turns into something else when you understand that there is a big difference between your thoughts and feelings. And you can turn one on or the other. Like uh, just uh, people talk, talk about meditating where like don't think or don't feel. But there's also types of meditations where you do invoke thinking and feeling intentionally. It's like turning on light switches and then figuring out how those parts of your body work instead of like turning on, turning off the acknowledgement of it and being numb to it. Because when you understand what the switches are, uh, you react so much better to other people and yourself when those switches are getting turned. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like emotionally or you know thoughts, um, yeah, it's much better to... Uh, kind of self-learn that shit. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, I really don't know too much about myself. That's the whole point about doing the podcast is finding out what I think. And 
sometimes by finding out a thought, you can list emotions, which is cool. And you can turn on those, those things are so connected. It's really interesting. Uh, thoughts and emotions and where they come from. And if you're into chakras, like, have you ever tried to feel an emotion from your stomach? Oh man, or feeling an emotion for, uh, in your in your, and sometimes you have all these emotions or feelings in times of your life. Maybe you were about to go on stage for a play, maybe you were about to go on stage for a class presentation, or you're about to call someone you like when you're young. Like you'd have all these emotions, right? You'd have thoughts, but uh, and so when you just sit there and like you're trying to meditate, like can I turn on an emotion in my stomach or? Can you like line up all these chakras? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's fucking lame as fuck, dude. But it's trying to, it's fun. Like if you get bored, right? It's fun to do sometimes. Will you go lay down, please? I'm about done, dude. I'm almost done, dude, podcasting. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is my dog. Uh, he wanted to come hang out. And so, but sometimes he's really not down for the ride. Like he doesn't want to listen to me talk to myself for an hour. It's interesting. When not even your own dog is like, like, he's like, dude, what the fuck? Let me out. And um, I apologize for, hey, just relax. Take it easy, homie. Take it easy. So, uh, like, and people talk about chakras, thoughts, and feelings, and all it is is self-learning. So, uh, and it's, it's a long and uh, complicated process. But uh, not much longer is going on longer to go with this podcast jesus christ uh what do i want to talk about before i end um i would like to say i don't know dude i'm just fucking chilling dude uh it's an interesting podcast that i've created here i got a podcast coming up soon amy bingham and uh annie mcferrin from Music Mall Outlet. So be on the lookout for that. That'll probably drop tomorrow or the day after. And then after that, I have another podcast with Captain Anthony Ross Kennedy. So uh, that's how I think about him is Instagram handle, but uh, just uh, ARC also. So excited to release that. Uh, and then after that, everybody just kind of be aware a lot more solo podcasts, stuff like this. Reason being, dude, just try to learn what I want to think and what I want to say. So going forward, just wish everybody the best. Got 10 minutes left, dude. The hardest part is to close a podcast. And it's not a podcast. It's just me talking out loud. But if I, if I could talk about anything I wanted to talk about, um, I just wanted to talk about the pentagram, right? The satanic pentagram. And it's got like, uh, I the way I look at it, I kind of understand why they think it's a goat because like you look at it, it's got the horns and the floppy ears and then a nose. I'm like, oh yeah, I see. Like it's not too, to me, it's like, oh, I know why you dummies did the pentagram. <laughs> like I see a star. Now I look at the pentagram and I just see a goat. It's a weird. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so... Anyways, just thought I'd bring that up. That was kind of weird. Saw some propaganda recently uh, with the pentagram in it. I was like, ah, interesting. And it looks like a goat. Um, Other things I've been thinking about is that my dog needs to go. 
So if my dog needs to go do it, I'll respect my my canine and help him out. So I'm gonna end on Lonely Heights. Thanks for uh I'm falling apart again. Recalling the words that you have said and now you've gone to bed Sleeping sweet dreams while I'm still missing pieces to the puzzle Try to sort them out